Hello and welcome to That Was The Week on Kilcullen Diary. It's Sunday, 17th of May. I'm Brian Byrne. We started the week with another innovative fundraising event. Local health and fitness business, Number One Fitness, raised more than €3,000 for Nace Hospital. Owners Marriott and Beta organised a virtual Mallorca challenge where more than 70 people in their own homes or within five kilometres of where they live, did a five-kilometre walk or a run on the Friday, and then 12 rounds of live Zoom Tabata workout or a bike round on the Saturday, and then finished with a 21-kilometre walk or run on the Sunday. There were medals for all finishers who were also put in for a lottery. The Kildare Steiner Secondary School has announced an online open day to get around the current difficulties which don't allow a physical visit. It will take place on Saturday 12th of May starting at 2pm and those taking part will get a virtual tour of the school and also be able to talk to teachers afterwards. For details of how to take part, email info at kildaresteinerschool.ie. On Tuesday evening, the normally peaceful ambience of Brannockstown was broken by speeding cars, a crash or two, and the arrival of the Garda helicopter. It was all to do with a chase and an arrest, and then everything went back to normal. I did a cycle trip there yesterday, and the only activity was the Tidy Towns volunteers watering the village's always well-turned-out flowers and plants. With the lifting of some restrictions, a number of local businesses will be reopening in the coming week. Locally, they include Ray de Courcy's Bouncing Castles and Jeremy Hart's revamp Home Repairs and Restructure. It's a good moment, too, to remember and thank the essential shops and their staffs who've been keeping all of us fed and medicated through this time. One of the services allowed to reopen tomorrow is Nicola Kennedy Optometrist. She tells me she has completed a World Health Organization hygiene course online, organized by her optometrist's association. From tomorrow, dealing with her patients will be a little different. Different in in a sense that it's going to take us longer to do everything that we normally do. So, And we would do fairly comprehensive eye exams anyway, so it's going to take us probably twice as long to do what we normally do because... We're, we're trying to minimise the amount of time that we spend up close with our, our customers. On top of that, then we have lots of cleaning to do in between uh, customers as well. So when somebody leaves the practice, we have to clean everything down and get the place ready for the next person and just make sure that anything that the previous person came in contact with has to be addressed. And then because we can't get up close like we normally would, we're going to have to dilate everybody, which means putting drops in. And those drops take about 15 or 20 minutes to take effect. Um, but that gives, a, gives us a bigger pupil to look through so we don't necessarily have to get as close to have a, a, a decent look at the back of the eyes. And we have to minimise the amount of time we spend with the person in the consulting room. So we're going to have to do the initial chat that we normally would have before the actual testing. We'll have to do that possibly over the phone or maybe have one person in one room and the other person and myself in the other room um, and talking at more than two metres apart. So, yeah, um, yeah, we, we've yeah, there's lots of new procedures to be carried out. We have to change the way we do some tests as well.
because you've been closed for for so long now, obviously there's a backlog situation. How are you yeah. prioritising what you're going to be doing? The first week we're going to try and reschedule anybody that we had to cancel due to the lockdown. So we would have had people on the books for appointments and when the lockdown was announced we had to cancel them. So we're going to try and reschedule those. Now, interestingly, the people who were scheduled at that time were actually the cocooners or the people who were to, to cocoon from that point. So they may be reluctant to come out for a test so soon. So if that's the case, then with our waiting list, we can bump people up the waiting list if if the cocooners aren't keen to come out and have an eye test. I can assure everybody that I have done my best to put every precaution in place to prevent the spread of the virus. And there will be only one person in the shop at a time. The door will be locked so there won't be any unannounced visitors and we're, we're just protecting ourselves and protecting our clients that way. So if anybody's anxious about coming in, there, there's not that there's no need. We're all anxious, but we have minimised the risks by coming into us. Is there a, a situation where you know people in, who, in the normal course of events, would come in to look for new glasses and new frames and things like that? It's not so easy to do that now. Well, there's no problem. People can come in and have their eyes tested and change the glasses, but it's just a little bit more um, disinfection involved now. So, I mean, we would always clean the glasses, obviously, between patients and that, but we have to disinfect them now. So that is it's going to be a little bit more laborious, we'll say. But instead of people being able to just grab a few frames off the, the bars and select what they like, we're going to pick a selection of frames and present them and we can work from there, just trying to minimise the amount of frames a person will touch. And then obviously once they've selected a frame that they like, we can then put all the other frames aside to be sterilised and before they go back up onto the bars again. Kilcullen Tennis Club is also opening tomorrow, which they were delighted to announce during the week. There are restrictions, of course. Only members who live within five kilometres can play. No doubles games are allowed unless each duo are from the same family unit, and more. Full detail on the diary if you want to look. And Kilcullen Pitch and Put Club is also back in action from this week. And Kilcullen Trout and Salmon Anglers, too. They have some restrictions posted which can be accessed on their Facebook page. There was a very positive response to Councillor Tracy O'Dwyer's appeal on behalf of the local community Red Cross for food parcel donations to help local families. Businesses, groups and individuals came up with food and drink, plants and books. Tracy told me it's one example of how Kildare County Council's response to supporting people during the pandemic is working. I'm part of the um, Community Response Forum uh, meeting every Friday with the council. So on a Friday, 12 o'clock, over 40 people call in for a conference call and it is everybody from the HSE, TUSLA, the Guards, GAA, all volunteer groups, the Chief Executive Peter Carey and Suzanne Doyle, Aidan Farley and myself as the three councillors that are on that call. And basically it's we get an update on how that helpline is working, uh, the type of calls that are coming in, the volume, and then all the groups on the call feed back into what's happening in their area, are there new needs arising, are there different things that we need to address. And to be honest, as the weeks go on, different things have come up, you know, whether it's reminding people of social distancing, whether it's um, delivering food, because we just 
really don't want people feeling they have to go out shopping. So anyone that's cocooning or vulnerable, there's, to let them know there's lots of help there. And we get feedback from on post and the guards in relation to that and the volunteer group. So I'm part of that call. Um, and like that, I would feedback from my area if there's anything relevant or anything that I need to um, bring to the attention of the wider group. Great forum, fantastic forum, everybody working together. And I would hope it continues because actually we all learn something from each other's areas and what's working and what's not. So it's a really good forum for sharing of information and coming together and working together. And out of that, the Red Cross are also on the call and we identified a need maybe um, through some schools or um for families maybe that needed just not support but maybe just you know can't get out for whatever reason um, and maybe a mum and dad are trying to stay at home mind children or one child may have an underlying condition and there's a fear to go out and so for lots of different reasons and um, we identified a need for food parcels um, and support and as part of that I was linking up with the Red Cross I had linked in with some local schools um, Newbridge and the wider area and um, linking in with those principals we identified families that may need support at the time for a wide variety of reasons but primarily health and safety to the forefront and we organised food parcels and I have to say anybody that we've asked or any time I've put out an appeal the response has been phenomenal you know we've got donations from Britvic Ireland for drinks and my wadi drinks and all sorts of you know offers of help and we got um, donations of food and uh, we even got donations of seeds and plants and uh, just to keep people busy and um, uh, donations of books you know so out of that then I gather the the contacts as such put out the ask feed the information back in. Sometimes I go collect the food myself, bring it back maybe to TJ Fagan, who's coordinating Red Cross locally. And then we have a central food hub that's worked out of Newbridge and all the food goes back into that hub. And from there, then we distribute to wherever. So it doesn't matter where the need is, whether it's Kildare Town, Kilcullen, Newbridge, you know, Calverton, any of the area, it's, it comes out of that central hub. What kind of a response did you get from the people who uh, you brought the parcels to? Well, the people that the parcels are delivered to, I don't have interaction with them because I think it's very important we respect their privacy. Um, so generally it is either the guards who deliver or the, a member of the Red Cross. And they will get a call beforehand. So I might have their name and address, but I will share that with the guard or with the Red Cross. I don't keep that information. And then once... The, the guard of the Red Cross have that phone number. They ring them and say, I'm delivering parcel to you at such a day or on such a day at such a time from security as well. So they know who's coming. And, you know, people are, they're delighted with the chat um, when somebody arrives and it's somebody different. And they're obviously most grateful. And, um, you know, the, the most common thing is, I hope I hate to be bothering you, you know, and nobody's a bother at this time. You know, it's so important to get that message out that there's lots of people there that want to help and are just looking for something that they can do. Members of Kilcullen Gospel Choir took part in a combined choir's presentation of The Parting Glass on the last episode of Ireland on Call on RTE1 TV during the week. Each member of the choir recorded their own rendition of the song.
and along with contributions from other participating choirs, they were amalgamated in a tribute to those who have died from COVID-19 and also to the health workers who have been treating patients. You had to be quick to see the Kilcullen panel amongst the nine choirs, but it was a great presentation. Newbridge-based but very Kilcullen-connected councillor Fiona McLaughlin-Healy is hoping that the evident boost in cycling and walking during the last eight weeks will increase impetus for cycle and pedestrian infrastructures. She's raising the matter at a video conference briefing of the Kildare Newbridge MD next Wednesday for Kilcullen and for other towns in the county. As a cyclist, I'm certainly on her side. Despite the suspension of most Kilcullen Community Action regular activities, members were individually busy during the week. A set of new planters on the bridge have already brightened up things and would be even better when the flowers grow and spill over the sides. Antoinette Buckley told me about that project and some other things that KCA have done recently. We're always looking around the town to see, you know, uh, where we can add a little bit of colour, a little bit of cheer. And we felt the bridge was probably the ideal, you know, space to put some planters on. So we got together and, of course, Gerard Doyle is fantastic. Gerard Doyle uh, especially made the planters for us. And we placed them on the bridge with flowers there just last week. And look, I suppose I love painting. So I got painting the planters and it's a lovely project. And each planter has a message painted on it as well, which I love. Goira Nakela, so we need to laugh together. And I think it's more important now than ever, you know, with the COVID restrictions. And Dokus Nakela, like to hope together, I think that's an important message. And I think, you know, it's been well received in the town as well. People like it, the kids love it. And, it's, you know, money is sort of short with KCA. So Black Pharmacy Group uh, sponsored planters. So that was very welcomed given the restraints on fundraising at this time as well. And I suppose we have a lot more families walking in the town too, Brian, due to the restrictions. And we felt that, you know, more than ever that we should, like a colour and bloom is a big project every year. And certainly um, that's one we've decided to go ahead with, you know. And so I suppose look at that's how it came about, uh, all chatting together, wondering what we can do, you know, to put, bring some cheer into the town. You said Kilcullen in Bloom is actually going ahead, which I think has been flagged by KCA. So that's coming up very shortly. It is indeed. Uh, we're starting the planting of the flowers next weekend. So that'll be, it'll take over two weekends to do that. And then the project is very much driven by Owen Houlihan and Noah Clare and Ray Kelly. And the volunteers will, will, will help plant those planters. So that'll all happen next weekend and the weekend after. Another initiative that just came up in the last uh, couple of days was asking people who are walking in the valley to perhaps restrict their times of walking to help people who are cocooning. That's right. Kildare County Council has imposed similar measures as rules in the public parks it operates in the Kildare area. So we asked Kildare County Council if we could have some signs for the valley. We thought that this was very, very important, you know, for cocooners, that they'd be able to enjoy that space. And I suppose KCA are asking that people restrict their walks in the Valley Park and leaving it free for cocooners between the hours of 1.30 and 3.30 daily. And I suppose those cocooners, for reasons of age or medical vulnerability, would appreciate being able to enjoy the immunity in a safe environment without having to avoid people who might be there. 
the valley is a beautiful community right in the centre of the current town and we are so lucky to have the river literally flowing through the town which is certainly an added bonus and I suppose it's very peaceful when you're down there you know I walk down there quite a lot and I love that just peace when I go down there and the nature to enjoy the nature you know as well so I think I think that's important by that if people could just you know, not use the valley between those hours would be fantastic. For those who have their children at home, upcoming on Wednesday next, there's a live Zoom session from Kildare Libraries, which will no doubt fascinate. An introduction to Irish birds will be available in two sessions, at 9.30am and 12.30pm, and parents can book their children, and indeed themselves, at kildarelibrarybookings at gmail.com. The St. Vincent de Paul Society in Kilcullen issued an appeal this weekend for support as their normal collections are suspended during the restrictions. Everything that they receive is used to help local people. If you want to help, you can get their banking details on the diary and make a credit transfer. And finally, at lunchtime today, members of Kilcullen Tidy Towns and friends of Seamus McCoy gathered outside his home in Castle Martin to sing a socially distanced happy birthday. Seamus, who is in his 80s, has been a stalwart volunteer with the Tidy Towns over recent years, especially on his own litter pig patrols. So we leave you this week with the celebratory singing. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening and stay well. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Seamus. Happy birthday.